Support for Paradox comes from the Timothy Center, your online counseling center no matter where you live. The Timothy Center is a marriage and family counseling facility in Austin, Texas, offering distance consultations for those that live outside the Austin area. If you have questions and you'd like to consult with Jimmy, Josh, or one of their licensed professionals, visit them at timothycenter.com. Recording live from Austin, Texas, a conversation about marriage and family that women will love and guys won't want to turn off. Dr. Jimmy Myers and Dr. Josh Myers are a paradox. Guys, welcome to the show. This is Josh and I'm Paradox. Hello there. Huh? I just, I felt. I've tried to get you to do I voices felt before. but a very Cockney. Hmm? Uh, Whatney? A, a Cockney accent. It's a type of British dialect. Oh, but I said, Whatney? Hello. We're going to move on. Hello, governor. All <laughs> uh, right. This is... Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Is that... That's not Cockney. Cockney? No. No? No, it's some other working class British diff. Are you talk... talking like British dialects? Yes. Huh. That's where I am. That's, I'm just feeling it. I'm not feeling it. I'm feeling it. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, uh, which is an odd way to begin a discussion of abortion. Yeah. So let's take weird. the, uh, let's uh, discuss the taking of innocent human life. So. Well, but let me preface everything you're about to say. Okay. With, we understand this is two males discussing something that happens inside a woman's body. Before we go on, no, let me dip, preface, I disagree with that, but go ahead. But, so we get that, so don't hate us. That doesn't give us the right to not have an opinion. Correct. So, uh, in fact, but we just preface this understanding we're males, but we still can have opinions. Not only should, in fact, this is not a male female issue. Um, there would be women that says it is that it's their their body. Well, yeah, and I'm this just is saying sort we, of what the rest of this whole discussion. I know, is be but about. we get that, but we can still have opinions. Of course we can. Not only can we have opinions, but there would not be an unplanned pregnancy without the male involved. The males have a stake in this. and They have a less of a stake. I, to me. Because again, of this the nine-month process that happens true. in the female body. But this is not a female issue. This is a life issue. For the baby. Um, but the pregnancy happens to the girl. Yes. Yeah. However. <laughs> There's no however about that. Yeah, it is. Because uh, it's... This is not a female my body Dad discussion. Dad and I have already fought about this for about 20 minutes. Um, and, and we'll get to that here in just a minute. <laughs> so here's the deal. Abortion, when it was legalized back in the 70s, Roe v. Wade, it was, it was a staggering uh, thing that rocked the entire sort of nation, uh, especially Christian, part of the Christian, which was kind of huge back then, back on its heels, that legally someone would say, that a human life inside the womb is not a human life, since it had been a human life uh, since we crawled out of caves. And so they, they now said, legally, you can intentionally murder human life. Which really does boggle the mind. It boggles the mind. One can do that. And, it was, and back then, and so, you know, it was sort of known as this is horrible, that we need to even have abortion is horrible. It's legal. But it's horrible. And by the way, this is, when everyone says slippery slope, this is what we're talking about. It went from it's horrible, but it's got to be safe, Preventing legal, back alley. and rare. So women are not dying uh, in back alley abortions. And we've gone from that 
to now, shame on you if you were not pro-abortion. It is, you call yourself a Christian. You call yourself pro-life, you're not for life. No. It is, if you're pro-life, then you are unloving, you are hateful, and you are evil. We have gone 180 to now what was up is down and what was down is now up. And it has gone so drastically in the other direction that now you abortion is legal up into the, the, the baby's head is out of the birth canal, punch a hole in its skull and suck out its brains, and we're good. Even if an aborted baby survives and now it is outside the womb, viable, and it's outside the womb, we have governors. The craziest. And we have insanity that that is such a horrible thing that if your state does not agree to killing babies outside the body, then we're not going to come do our movies in your state. Because just to show you, you want to have separate bathrooms for men and women. You don't want to kill babies outside the womb. Then we'll have nothing to do with you. It is so insane. It's insane, but it's probably more insane than it's not as insane. Our set, our culture set us up for this. Well, of course, absolutely. I mean, questioning all truth slippery gets slope. You here. Yeah. Slippery slope. That's and the whole reason we're talking about this. I don't, you know, with the the thousands of people who listen to this podcast, and that is technically correct. The thousands of people that li- I don't think we've got a, just a ton of of pro abortion people that listen. I mean, maybe. Yeah, probably not. But then Jimbo and I were talking about this pre-show. I so I am against killing babies. Hmm. That's what you say. But and I don't necessarily vote social issues. I've, I'm going to reveal a lot of my cards here. I vote fiscal issues, <laughs> social issues. Uh, I believe. We need laws, obviously. We need police and firemen. But social issues, for the most part, I feel like the church should be spearheading, not necessarily the government, but that's a whole other discussion. But if I was to vote social issue, particularly abortion, I I historically might be more comfortable voting for a pro-choice candidate over a pro-life because I feel historically that... Pro-lifers go, it's bad, done, and pro-choicers actually try to lessen the amount of abortions. Pro, hold on, pro-lifers will say, if we just stop the law, that'll lessen it, and obviously would lessen it to some degree. Where pro-choicers, in that kind of uh, tension of what do we do with this problem, while keeping it around, they actually come up with more ideas to solve. Well, now, it's very difficult to cut off bit and literally <laughs> the end of my tuck off. Out of, I, out of anger for but that? But I did erupt. <laughs> Even though I had to bite my tongue. Go ahead. Can I talk now? Go in your fascist way of doing things. Josh, you miserable idiot. <laughs> By the way, that was a tip of the hat to Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, SNL. Back in SNL, back in the day when it was funny. Here's the thing. No one since Roe v. Way is trying to solve it. I would disagree. I Give me an example. Jim Bob in Alabama. They ain't one. They ain't trying, but, but you not know, in but the extremes. You're talking your tongue, extremes. Bite your tongue. Okay. Therefore, and no one's trying to solve it because this really c- does come down to, and to sort of your point, it comes down to a religious conviction. 
but it's a religious conviction on both sides. I'm biting. Because the secular humanist, then this is what this is. This is a clash of worldviews between a secular humanism where humans, my desires, and my wants are God and people of faith. And it, it is a clash of religious convictions, which is why you will have people say such stupid, ignorant things like, it's the woman's choice to decide whether a baby viable outside the womb should be murdered. That is an insane statement to make by the governor of a state. And yet now allowing babies that have survived abortion procedures to live outside the womb, that the bar just keeps moving and it keeps moving because again, it's a rela- they can't give an inch, they can't give a centimeter or they're they're losing because again keep in mind secular humanism says what i want trumps everything so you would say all pro choice people are secular humanists there's no faith and pro choice because i am right like 100% of the time like right politically <laughs> Which would be right. So, I mean, I guess I get to what you're saying. Yeah, so that's no, true. I'm not saying that at all. I cannot conceive of a Christian that is uh, pro-abortion. I said pro-choice. Which is pro-abortion. Which is pro-choice to have one. Which is pro-abortion. Potentially. Yes. But you can't. So if someone but that's if someone a Christian is... cannot be pro-choice. I disagree with that. This is getting away from the show, but I well, think, actually, there, it's I think there can be. I would love, and, and here's why I say that, because I have never heard, if, if as Christians, let's just say Christians, if what we believe, supposedly, I mean, technically, since we're, you know, calling ourselves Christians like Christ, well, how do we know what like Christ is? Well, it's Scripture. So if we're basing what we say we believe on Scripture, I've never, ever heard a reasoned scriptural argument that would substantiate the killing of an innocent unborn child. I, I, I just don't get it. I, I've never seen it. I mean, I would love to hear one. And I, again, I am against killing babies, but mm-hmm. I believe that a pro-choice person can be of faith. But I don't know how. I just don't know how. Got to be somebody out there. Uh, maybe. And I just, My it, problem By the with... way, I, don't, I know that we have a lot of, of Christians now, especially with a, with a much more you know, liberal view, that is, well, what we believe is not based on Scripture. Uh, scripture's wrong. Scripture's mistaken. It was written by men 2,000 years ago. Uh, it was pro-slavery. It was anti-women. You would... So I get it that people say, I'm a Christian, but I sort of roll my own. I'm, I'm no longer held to a biblical standard. I'm just going to roll my own uh, as to what I believe, and I'm just going to call myself a Christian and go and they the fall road. on a different ter- interpretation, potentially, like the But I would never hear an interpretation... Yeah, exactly. Take, you know, gay marriage or whatever. I but think I'm, pro-choice believers have issues with people that are so pro-life, anti-abortion, and yet it's grab every gun and kill every Middle Easterner, and it's uh, send everybody to the, you know, death chair, yes. electric chair. And I think that they are like, whoa, 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 what happened to pro-life? Yes, which is, and we talked about this on here before, that's what a straw man argument is. This is not about killing. This is about killing innocent human lives. Uh, it's not about war. 
That's a whole different story. Whether a Christian ought to fly I don't know a drone where I land and shoot a missile into a village, that's a whole different thing. I might go to Canada with Clinton. You just want the weed. <laughs> be honest. <laughs> be honest. Come on. Be honest. And Muhammad Ali would be there. And self-defense. Killing someone. I want to own a gun. If someone comes in and is going to try to murder my family, I'm going to kill him. That's a straw man argument. Nobody is arguing that. But they would want to say that's what the argument is. And it's not at all. This is about, which is why I say there, I've never even smelled, I've never slightly heard a biblical argument that says it's okay to take human life. And the only one I can possibly think of is if they would just say, it's not a human life. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's an appendix. Uh, it's a little blob of cells uh, that happen to have eyes and hands and a beating heart and a different DNA. But it's just it's just a blob of cells that we're going to uh, take out and maybe go there. But that is so anti-science, you might as well say the earth is flat. Yes, and we're on a, uh, talking about abortion today. So let's get out of the intro. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> we're talking about abortion today. But as an aside... People that are Bible-believing Christians, there are some Old Testament examples of kill everybody, but in our post—thank you, Lord—Jesus world, I can't see any scriptural arguments for grabbing the drone and killing people, and I can't find scriptural arguments for the death penalty, and so I'm just going to throw that out there, and then we're going to move on, because this is about abortion. And again, since I am just to the right of Attila the Hun, but I'm also not pro-death penalty. Yeah. I Again, if I am going to claim sanctity of human life, sure. then human life has to be sure. sanctic. Unless that sanctified life is trying to kill my children, then oh, my yeah. children are more sanctified than that guy. I would take that guy out, no question, but I don't know if I'd have some repentance to do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I would have more repentance if I let him kill my children. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I may yeah. repent, but I'm going to repent with my children alive. Yes, 100%. So anyway, anyway, so here's the thing. As you can tell, you have really wise people, myself, and then stupid people like Josh, that argue back and forth on all the time. And when you t- put in social media, it's just like oh, taking gasoline and just, just squirting gasoline. That anonymity that you think that the internet affords... Um, it's terrible. But I mean, Twitter back and forth oh, with just Facebook, hot takes. Lord. And here's the thing, and and I see Christians on Twitter, um, that are just getting into vicious back and forths, um, about this, just about how. And, and again, by the way, I was expressing my opinion here. I was not having a discussion with another person who might believe that abortion is good. I would not take this tack with them at all. I'm what, just calling me a simpleton and an idiot. Yeah, you, yeah that's what that I mean. I wouldn't already. do that you to someone that, okay. that I didn't love. Okay. So, it, completely kind of a different thing. Because, and, and what we kind of wanted to talk about just real quickly today is is well, then how do we respond to these people? Um. It, it really, it's it's as though we are living in the twilight zone, uh, and you sort of talked about this with with the transgender bathrooms, and and now every female athletic state crown is going to a guy. Um, <laughs> it's just insane, man. It's I just, wish it was back twenty years. Seriously, ago. 
I would oh, kill man, I would have grown my hair out. Female wrestling. Because if I competed against women, I could, like, make the top 100. <laughs> if At just, a, a if weightlifting, of Yes, of school of 120. So here's the thing. And a couple of, uh, couple of scripture verses came to mind. I'll hold it. One of them was um, out of 2 Timothy. When he, and these are pretty famous. This is where Paul's talking to Timothy about the last days. And he says, but mark this. There will be terrible times in the last days, and people will be lovers of themselves. They'll be lovers of money, as in Planned Parenthood, selling baby parts. We now know they do that, and they make millions and millions of dollars off of selling baby parts, and everyone's okay. And the United States government is still subsidizing Planned Parenthood by, to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars. They will be lovers of money. Uh, they will be boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents. They'll be ungrateful, unholy, without love. They'll be unforgiving. They'll be slanderous, without self-control. They will be brutal, not loving of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with them. Um. I think a lot of people would say that we're living in the last days, um, because that certainly is a description uh, of what we have going on. But then again, back in the 70s, we would have said the same thing. We should totally talk Revelation one day. You get our maps out, our constellations. Because see, then I would be the liberal. <laughs> but what, one of the things he says in there is that they're without knowledge. And you know that reminds me of Jesus hanging on the cross when people were, were crucifying him. And he said, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they do. And then in Luke, where he just says, you know, hey, if you just love people who love you back, what good is that? Hold on a second. I think I can find it. Uh, verse 32, uh, Luke 6. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, well, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, because he is a kind, he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Heavenly Father is merciful. We've got to love those who don't love us. We've got to love those who hate us, those that disagree with us. We've got to respond lovingly. Martin Luther King, you know, darkness can't drive out darkness, only light can do that. And hate can't drive out hate, only love can do that. And so our, our response, I guess the whole point of today is, I believe that we stand in the abortion issue, we stand on the Mount Everest of scientific evidence. We stand, the pro-life stand on the Mount Everest of, of moral righteousness, and that we stand on the Mount Everest of, of, of faith um, and religious argument. But that doesn't mean that I have to respond condescendingly or hateful to those people to whom I'm speaking, because... Like you've done with me today, even though I agree with you. Correct. Okay. Which was well, we can do that with people that agree with us. Oh yeah. 
long time. <laughs> but it was also sort of a devil's advocate thing. But if I if yeah. I was I was just you know uh, uh, you know, just talking with someone like if someone was beside me and we were scootering down South Congress, which I like to do, I would not approach it in that way at all. So here's my thing: if you look at the life of Jesus with people that disagreed with him, he didn't actually argue with them. He never really in there. We don't see him. Maybe money changers would be an example of where he actually did argue. So I have nothing really to say. I take everything back. Yep. But whether it's people that put him on the cross, whether it's the rich young ruler, he let him go and, you know, he let him walk away. And he, you know, whispered to him, well, I don't know what level of volume he was at, but he whispered to himself, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. But he didn't go, y'all are idiots. Stop thinking this way. And I'm going to nuke you. Yeah. It. I feel like... Nine times out of ten, again, maybe the money changer is the one example, but nine times out of ten, he actually didn't argue at all. So potentially yes. a response at all. At all. On a person at South Congress. And that's a really potentially that's inappropriate. That's a really good point because it's it I truly it is. These are religious arguments. It is a re, it, it is it's a sacrament to secular humanism that a woman has to have the right to kill an innocent, unborn life. Has to, because you know the crowning jewel of secular humanism is is me as a human being stand at the pinnacle of all um, that is right. And so, since it is a religious tenet, I would ask all you guys that are listening out there to us now that are that are believers, could someone walk up to you while scootering down South Congress and talk you out of your faith? Is there something they could say where you go, "Oh my gosh, my entire life, my entire life." is changed now because of the scooter ride. No, no. All you can say is, here's what I think. And if someone were to ask, of course, all it takes is to say what you think, and then here come the rocket's red glare. Exactly. And that's why I wouldn't even respond. Exactly. Okay. Back to, uh, there's there's that one out of 10 that, that you can freely respond. Yeah. That maybe the Lord and the Holy Spirit is calling you to, but not every Facebook post. True. But I'll tell We've you what, got to, I think we have to exercise the wisdom in not responding. And if a response has to be generated, one out of 10, it's loving yeah, and it's kind absolutely. and it's gracious. It's not questioning people's faith and calling them idiots. It's just not. And, you know, it, it's, it's just not. Um, so, you know, but one thing believers have to do is we have to make sure that we do speak our minds when it comes to voting. Yeah, um, exactly, exactly. That's, that's where you express yourself is in a ballot box. So anyway, I just, you know, I just, I just see it on Twitter, and I'm just going, man, this is, we've got to do better than this church. We've got yeah. to be able to respond with kindness and love. Uh, and I, I don't, if you completely disagree with them, uh, as most would, um, just getting in an argument is not going to help. In fact, it may hurt. Yeah, you just you just solidify everything that person believes about the other side. Yes. By arguing with them. Yep. You'll never argue anyone in heaven and you're never going to argue them to change their religious convictions and abortion is a religious Plus, conviction. Plus it's just it's just noise. I get on Twitter and it's like just so much noise. Even funny noise at times. Yeah, sometimes. But, but it's just like every person feels like they have to come up with the most unique, profound saying that's going to radically change my day. Noise. Noise. 
Yes. If you want funny noise, follow me on Twitter. Yeah, you try to create some serious noise too. Yeah. But most of it is parenting articles yeah. Yeah. and raising kids and yes. If you want zero content, follow me on Twitter. Exactly. <laughs> if you want just mindless pablum, follow Josh. If you want to be a better human being, follow me. <laughs> follow me. If you want more information about this particular episode, uh, go to paradoxpodcast.com. If you'd like our socials, it's there as well. You can also find all of our previous episodes. We're nearing 200. We're like at 196 or 7. Also, to let them know, uh, the second edition of Toe to Toe with Your Teen, we're like five weeks away. Nice. From it being available. Uh, you haven't mentioned Toe to Toe in a while with Fearless Out. Yes. But Toe to Toe is Jimbo's original book on parenting a defiant teen. It's fantastic for anybody, but it's one of the only, if not the only, from a Christian perspective. Again, it applies to secular families, obviously, as well, but from a Christian perspective, how do you deal with highly defiant teens? And so, yes, that is weeks away, potentially. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is it going to have me on the cover? Yes. Awesome. As a defiant teen. That'll be fun. So we appreciate you guys for listening, and we hope you review as well as share the show. Take care. See ya. Paradox is produced by Billy Lee Myers Jr. For more about Billy, go to therapywithbilly.com. For more information about our Paradox evangelist, Julie Lyles Carr, go to julielylescar.com. And if you want more details about what was discussed on today's show, go to paradoxpodcast.com. Paradox.